The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash. A roundtable of Cowboys insiders. Dropping wisdom. And offering sizzling takes. On the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Let's ride. Cowboys! On Wednesday, your favorite media personalities are here. He's Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Throwing up the hooks. There you go. Make it sci fi. Um, <laughs> saw Co- Coach, Coach Nash, Harold Nash, mm-hmm. and I threw up the hooks to him, and then he threw them back. And CD Lamb said, I didn't know you was a Q. He's like, Yeah. I said, CD, we're all around. <laughs> and he said, I should have been a Q. I said, CD, you still can't. <laughs> really? I said, you know yeah, what? We got Damian Tomlinson, man. We took care of Damian just a couple years ago. Just, you didn't need to so, write a letter for you, so, my brother. So Jalen Hurst just became one. He's I a know, boy. I know. So so I'm glad, you know, we we, we we'll, we'll, we'll we'll have a conversation. That would is always that. good. Um, oh, Nick yeah. Harris. Hello, <laughs> sir. Well, good to see you too can be DallasCowboys.com. <laughs> you and CD, you and CD together. Good. The wood yeah. is always good. I don't know what you're talking about. And it is our Eddie Murphy kind of sewage, John Jock Taylor. Are we gonna let? I thought we was gonna let that go. No, we're not gonna let it go. <laughs> oh, I have heard this. I have heard this. <laughs> now we can't let it go. Jock's no, new book coming out here next month. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, and the Making of Men. Uh, so you you weren't here. Um, we, I thought we was gonna let that go. It's never gone. As I I told a friend of mine the other day, earlier today on this phone, I told him, baby, every conversation is an extension of other conversations. They never die. Anything you say will be used against you here on the media match. Clearly. So, Nick, we were talking about the movie 48 Hours and quoting things from it. And I took it too far. he, He didn't take it too far. He he took it to the wrong movie. He out there trying to cause well, trading Nick, Nick places. Know, Nick knows nothing about forty dollars. I took it to the wrong movie. <laughs> you know Nick what? wasn't born then. And then I was not born. You are born you right. I mean, was, why, you, why would you bring this? You can't. You, you, you know can't. What? You can't make it plain, relevant, and real for Nick. You, you know what? You are right. I have you, not you. seen a lot of movies. First off, <laughs> like even movies that have come out since I've been born, not good with film knowledge. That's not going to be my lane. But if we're talking music, then we we're talking movies though. You can't change the subject. Yeah, you're right. The next time we talk about the. Eddie Murphy album and how Rick James produced it. There we go. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring you in on that. All right. Uh, Cowboys, locker room open today. What nuggets did you find? We'll start with you, Nick. Uh, yeah, we actually talked to Michael Parsons about uh, where this Lion Crawl celebration came from. I was I was curious myself, and he said that he had started it during uh, during training camp, and a couple of guys were like, "Hey, you should you should integrate that." And so he said he said he started practicing, but then he started talking about the rest of the defensive line and how they all are kind of animals up there. And he compared Mozzie Smith to an orca, and I can't get that out of my head right now. It, so you know what, Mozzie chose the orca name. He's, he called you know you know, uh, but. It fits. He looks like. I mean, it, it kind of fits, doesn't it? At one hundred percent, it's just fits. big and wide. And you know, Mike is always a guy that that just the best interviews. It's always something you're gonna get some out of it. So today we were talking about. Certainly, he was talking about the bear crawl. He growls in the quarterback's eyes. He started growling at Dak in training camp. He's been growling the quarterbacks. And you know, I was asking about if you know. Certainly, if Zach Wilson looked scared when he on that first sack because he came so quick and you know and was on top of him so fast. And he said, "Yeah, yeah, I like that." And uh, but he goes into. K 
killing everybody. He talked about the defense and the mindset of the defense and like the 300 movie, you know, we're going to kill everybody. All 300 men, we're all together, we're all a group. He talked about how the Lions, he brought it, made it real about the Lions and the pack and the team is like a pack of Lions after they hunt together and organize. And that's that's how this team, and they hunt and they're trying to kill people to feed their families. And then he went religion on us. Oh, Pastor Michael. <laughs> yes, he went Pastor Michael. So he's reading the reading Bible the of, every day. Reading the book of Prime. Huh? He, he's reading the Bible every day and, and and sharing Bible quotes with his friends and and, and, and having Bible lessons and, and talking about how you have to be yourself and you're not yourself and you're denying God and different things. So he went from killing everybody to quoting the Bible. It was, it was, it was, it was a full day. You know, as Jimmy Valvano said, it's a full day. You got to laugh. You got to cry. You know, you got to smile. He had a, it was a full day with Michael Parsons. Uh, Josh Hamilton used to give, give us some uh, Bible verses too. But they talk about killing people first. We're going to kill everybody. <laughs> Let the Lord know. Praise God. Kill him. Praise God. God said strike him down on third down. And crawl like a lion. As I quote Mike Tyson, I'm gonna eat him like eat his family like Andrew. What did he say? What did he say? And then I'm gonna say a prayer. Alexander the Great. Eat his no. He said I'll eat his children. Yeah, I know. Eat his children. Alexander the Conqueror. He's not a conqueror. I'm the real conqueror. Hey, you got a good Mike Tyson. We might just have impersonations all around the world. There you go. No, no, no. There's Mike Tyson and Quincy Carter right here. So it was it was good, but I would say the one thing. We should bring about practice as far as the game is concerned. The thing I noted was usually during practice, during our time that after they get started with practice, Big Brown is working with somebody on the side. He has somebody on the ropes. There was nobody on the ropes today. There was nobody on the side when we were out there on the ropes. He was working with rehabbing to get better. You had Brandon Cooks practicing. You had Tyler Smith practicing. You had Dallas Wilson practicing. Tyron Smith. I mean, it was a good day. Carpe on you. People coming back. <laughs> People going to be ready. Yes. But everything you've done the first two weeks of the season, it looks like you're going to have all hands on deck for week three. Against so the, the Cowboys, they've been the best team, but at least had the best performances. I ain't going to argue about the best team, but no one's been more impressive on the field than the Cowboys the first two weeks of the season, and now they have a chance to get better. All right, John Taylor, what did you discover in the locker room? Nuts. I mean, I guess uh, – you know, I went over there and talked to the great Tyler Biotish. <laughs> I saw Babe Lofberger and talked to him, too. Well, so yeah, he, came next up, to he came up with after I was talking to him, but it was okay. You made it popular, gotcha. No, nah, I like to do this from time to time, with, especially with a guy like that that uh, not a lot of people talk to on a regular basis. I went up there. You know what I did. I said, you know, I saw you, dog. And he looked at me like, what are you talking about? I saw you. Oh, you dog, you in a prime. <laughs> I you. You now? But really, I was talking about, I said, I saw you going 30 yards down the field to get that fumble for yeah, the CD. That was awesome. And so I was asking, hey, is that your typical effort? What prompts you to do that? Well, you know, I'm just giving it. I said, no, nah, dog. Everybody plays hard, but everybody don't play hard every snap. And so why you? And so he just went into a detailed explanation. And that's kind of like who he is and what he's all about. And so. He's a free uh, <laughs> well, the, the interesting thing is, he, he had to be chasing the play. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Because you're 31, so you were already chasing the play to be so in a position to get that fumble. I asked him, "What are you trying to do?" I said, "There was nobody there to block." He said, "There was nobody at that moment." He said, "But what if CD gets spun around and gets free from that guy? Then there would be somebody to block." He said, "So I was running in case somebody was there to block." Yeah, so that, yeah, right. And, that, that's but, the important part of it. But then he went off. I mean, he went off in terms of talking about. But that ain't special. I mean, that's what we're coached to do, and that's what we're supposed to do. And uh, he went into this whole teamwork thing. And what it did to me was kind of solidify 
how this is really a, um, you know, they appear to be like a team, you know what I'm saying? And not just a group of individuals, because uh, this whole thing was about, you know, it's not just me. Anybody would have done it. I just happened to be the one doing it on that particular play. Nugget, I got out of the locker room today, uh, chatted with Jalen Tolbert. And Jalen had a nice game against the, the Jets. Cooks was out. I was personally thinking that it was going to be Michael Gallup who, who, yeah, who came no. in there. It, it wasn't. Why you get Michael Gallup side out right there? I, I, it was, I, that happened on the Players' Lounge. <laughs> they doused Michael Gallup on the Players' Lounge. Uh, that would be, be Barry Church in that day. Great. But uh, anyway, I talked to Tolbert about you know, being able to to erase last year, stepping up and, and being there for Dak Prescott. And I also asked him, what has Dak meant to you in terms of leadership? And he spoke about how he worked with him in the offseason. He talked about Bible study with Dak and just the kind of leader he is and how he just wants to do his 111. So I was impressed just talking to Jalen Tolbert because he – I think about Terrence Steele's first year here. He struggled, remade himself, and Jalen Tolbert, to me, is kind of going down that same road where, all right, he owned what happened last year. He put in the work and did everything. He had a good training camp. And right now, um, second game of the year, Brandon Cook's out. They need him. He steps up and does his part. I think that's what uh, we're all guilty of it in some way, shape, or form a lot of times is just crushing people when they don't come out the box and play well. Uh, you know, you can have a long career. You can be okay as a rookie and much better. I think, um, you know, you're always looking for improvement, and a lot of times you don't get it, but there are occasions, whether it's Terrence Steele or whether it appears to be Jalen Tolbert, you can improve and get better, as Clarence Hill says. No, you can't. Not really. No, I'm not going to say this. I'm just saying, great story. I, I hear you. Three catches of 18 yards. That's, that's not. That's not. That's, that's not. That's not go overboard. And they all came on one drive. Yeah, three catches of 18 yards. That's I mean, stop, he did. He did so, interference so, on the penalty so, that led to so, a touchdown. No, no. What I'm listening. I'm, I'm just saying. Let's keep it out in perspective. Can't did you go over the top? Let me keep. But you said okay. First of all, Terrence Steele was undrafted free agent. He was forced on the field because of injuries. Did he not get better? Was that not? But he was. But they liked him as a rookie because he he handled himself. But he had all them holding penalties as a rookie. He was on the field. Got better. Okay, he was on. He was forced on the field as a rookie because of injury to your two tackles. He really showed a lot as a rookie. I would say he had a much better rookie year than Jalen Tolbert because oh. he was active. I mean, uh, I, man, I had a better rookie year than Jalen Tolbert. <laughs> so, so I'm just saying your words. We crushed him. We didn't crush him. He crushed himself. I mean, it, 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 that, that was that was that was what it was last year. Nobody crushed him as a rookie. Oh, I did. But he crushed himself though. I mean, he didn't. But that's what I'm saying. If you, you know, don't perform as a rookie, you, you know, get crushed. So as opposed to saying, good job. Well, there's a chance. Getting back to, get to the Michael back. Gallup thing, I, I think it's interesting. It, this is just my opinion. Uh, it is. All this is my opinion. You got your opinion. I got my opinions. But I don't know if getting the ball out of quick, this offense fits him. He's more of a long strider, you know, with the, the vertical offense. And getting the ball out, I mean, he's not, I mean you, get, you get the ball out to quick guys. You, you know, they throw the ball a lot to, you know, obviously CD. And when Cooks come back, you'll get the ball with the wide receiver screens, things close to the line of scrimmage so he can quickly make plays, run up the catch. That's really not his game. Were you listening to the Players' Lounge? Because they went to the same thing. I don't listen to the Players' Lounge. I'm sorry. You, you, were, you were in there working. So um, that, that's why. But there was a replay. Check it on Twitter. Go ahead. When you're driving home, you should, I, I, okay. should go ahead. I don't want to do what I'm driving. Do that. I don't. I don't. I, mean, I pay attention to the road. I don't. I don't. You, when you, when you, I don't read and drive. You're putting your and lotion on. I don't text and drive. I don't tweet and drive. 
Yeah, do that. On Facebook and drive. One day I'm going to tell you all about that ride at TCU <laughs> for the Colorado TCU game. <laughs> One day I'm going to tell you all about that ride. Yeah. I don't know if I need to know that. I've been in therapy for the last month. <laughs> Here we go. What did it say on the players now? But go, go ahead. Go on and piggyback on what they, but, they copied my points on players now. But, but it was uh, they didn't hear your points, but just the practice. Does, does this offense fit him? Right. That Gallup is really a 50-50 ball guy. Right. He's not a route runner is what they were saying. Hmm. So does this offense fit him? And that was the question. So now here it is, two shows. Did that show a two when they show a three where people are questioning Michael Gallup? And I'll just say this, but go back to Monday's presser. McCarthy said, it's my fault. You know, I got to do some. I got to do some some things for Gallup. That so he. I don't know what the well, coach I, is trying I, to jump I, on the I sword think, for him. I think, yeah, I think the coach is trying to jump on the sword for him and and, and and be nice and magnanimous, which he can be as the coach. And you don't want everybody. Be, and it really not. I don't know if it's Gallup's fault. Again, I, I don't know what the scheme and what they do fit Gallup. You know, when they throw the ball down the field, you know, some of the deep balls they're throwing to Gallup. But most of the stuff, that's not the bread and butter of what they're doing. And the bread and butter of what they're doing, I don't know if that fits Gallup's game is what I'm saying. But certainly when they want to go vertical, they've been throwing the ball to Gallup. This offense is predicated on the short game and getting things out quick. And Michael Gallup is just not a guy that's going to beat you off his release every single time. You know, you got guys on this offense that could do that. You got Brandon Cooks, you got C.D. Lamb, uh, hell, even Kevontae Turpin, yeah. and some of these tight ends have been really uh, improving in the release game as well. But as far as Gallup, like running a slant off his release and beating a guy right off the line, he's not going to be that guy for you. He's going to be the guy that gets the comeback route downfield. He's right. going to be the guy that separates on the post or the go route. And it, I don't know. It, it would have to be designed for Gallup downfield. And I don't even feel like he would be the best downfield option at that point. Yeah. And so, like we were talking the other day, and I know we're going to talk about red zone, and, and you know, maybe he can be a, more of a red zone target because of he, his size. He can jump up and get the ball. But I think that's part of this team's issue in the red zone. You know, they don't really have a mismatch down there. You know, they don't have a Des Bryant or, right. you know, they don't have a tight end that, that you like the tight ends, but they're not mismatches. You know, you have to scheme them open or whatever else, but they're not guys who are going to jump over somebody like Gronk and just be big and, and, and show and be a big target. So, I, and then in, with the running game, and, and we'll see as we go further, but that's one thing that Zeke brought last year. He was a hammer. You know, he had 12 rushing touchdowns. You can talk about the yards per carry average. When it was time to get close to the goal line, he was a hammer down close, and right now they don't have that. I think CD is the closest thing you have to a red zone threat just because of his athleticism. But, uh, he's, but he's still not a guy that jumps over Exactly. You. He yeah. can get a guy that can be overwhelmed physically, and uh, he's not going to do it every time. Let's get our first break in here. Um, Trayvon Diggs says he understood the assignment. We'll tell you what the assignment was. And... Uh, the the Cowboys are they're playing some good football right now, really well. It's coming apart for a former Cowboys assistant, his club. We'll dive into that next on the Media Mash and who Scruggs. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap at the Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. 
These smoothie bowls start with acai and pitaya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL Collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. We got big personalities. We got big hair, big belt buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together. We cry together. And we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash, your favorite media personalities covering the Cowboys. Joining me, Newey Scruggs, right here at the Star. Got Jean-Jacques Taylor. Don't forget his new book is coming out. Coach Prime. Prime. Deion Sanders and the making of men. Nick Harris. DallasCowboys.com, Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star-Telegram. And you had uh, mentioned, was it Calvin, at the game, Jerry, about Deion. Yeah, we talked to Jerry about okay, Dion. Was, yeah. was, you were there, okay. Yeah, yeah we, we talked to Jerry about Dion. He talked about how they was asking about asking Jerry about. First of all, Jerry stayed up and watched the game Saturday night. <laughs> wow. He, he said he watched all of it. Stayed up late and watched the game Saturday night. But they were asking about him. You know, could he be a pro coach? And he said everything that Dion does. You know, he influences men. And yes, he would work on the pro level. But he's not going to answer that question because he's not going to open that can of worms. Right. And you know he just answered that. <laughs> Not over that can of worms exactly. in Dallas. Hey, Jacques, you have stated many times for the people jumping on the uh, Deion Sanders to the pro football wagon, mainly PFT.com, <laughs> about that as well. No, nah, he's not coaching in the NFL. He likes molding young men into uh, contributors to society. And he doesn't have the patience for guys who make $20, $30 million a year that don't want to practice hard and work hard. Nick Harris, were you alive when Deion Sanders was? I was uh, very, very end of his career, I was. So oh, okay. very faint memories from his from his late playing so you, days. You so. saw Jordan. You saw you saw Jordan. <laughs> I Dion saw Jordan. With the, you saw Jordan with the Wizards. Basically, I did exactly. I did not <laughs> see Dion, the Bulls. That was, Dion with Washington. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Prime and Washington in Baltimore. Okay, got we it. Had, we had a moment on talking Cowboys. I think it was yesterday. They asked me who's the earliest uh, Cowboys quarterback I remember, and uh, I was like, I remember when Romo came in that first game, and that's my earliest memory. Wow. <laughs> So you, so it's you like you, Quincy, you, you, nope. you missed the, nope. you missed that Quincy. dead quarterback period between Troy Aikman and Tony Romo. I did, I really did. Because before Quincy it was Clint Stern and and and, and Wright and it, it, it was it was a bunch of guys and Drew Henson, Chad Hutchinson. <laughs> right, right. That was a, so. so yeah, yeah, I, I miss purgatory. <laughs> so who who was your your top cowboy receiver? At that point in time? Yeah, that you remember. Oh, my Cow- goodness. Our earliest one or top? No, for you. For you. Just the earliest Cowboy receiver you remember. <sighs> Man. Devin uh, Street? Miles, Miles Austin. Austin. Miles it was <laughs> probably Miles Austin. <laughs> Honestly. I, my, the first player was Roy Williams. That was my first player. But the first quarterback I remember was, was when Romo came in that first game. Mm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> What about you? Was it Bullet Bob Because he called me young earlier, so I have to make him feel old now. Yeah. Was it Bullet, <laughs> Bullet Bob Hayes for you, Clarence? 
Yeah, of course. Book I mean, for you? Okay. All of them. Were they even in Dallas at that Don time? Don Meredith. Well, in Dallas, they started I'm in joking, Dallas. I'm joking. I'm joking. Don Meredith. <laughs> what about you? What about you? I remember I moved here in 1976. I know. I just so, so, so. That was a good year because uh, the uh, no, I moved here in '75 because he went to the Super Bowl. Oh, year. the Dirty Dozen. Right. So my first it was Roger, man, and then it was Hollywood Henderson. But I think receiver. I'm talking about receiver. 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 Uh, it would have been Drew. Okay. All right. Eighty-eight. Same for me. Eighty-eight. Okay. All right. It's good. 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 Uh, we're talking to Trayvon Diggs today. Uh, he met with the media and he said he understands the assignment. I did not know the assignment was to wear silver to the Beyonce concert. Yeah. So he's going. And uh, I know, Clarence Hill, you are a, a, one, of the, one of the fans, the Beehive. I'm not in the Beehive, but I would love to go to the concert. You got tickets for me? Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know what's going on. Man. What? Didn't Thursday know. night. I'm not even doing LBs Thursday because I'm not fighting with Beyonce. Dion, I mean, Beyonce, excuse me. Got Dion in my brain. I'm not fighting with Beyonce traffic because that's the, where I do my show on Thursdays is right by the stadium. And Traffic's gonna be crazy. Okay, so that's this Thursday. Yeah, it's this Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, Diggs is his. his how we got into conversation was Diggs' birthday. To, I yes, think it's today. it's today. And so he asked him how he was celebrating his birthday. He was going to the concert, and so he's going to Beyonce concert. And so I asked him, "You gonna wear the silver?" So yeah, I'm wearing my silver. He's yeah, gonna he's be in the suite. He's not gonna be floor. He's gonna be in the suite, but he's gonna okay. he's, he's gonna wear his silver and he's he's ready to go. And I wonder how many other guys are going to the Beyonce. It's 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 a must see. It's a must. Y'all think Jerry's gonna be up in the owner's suite? Just yes, I bet he will be. <laughs> Making make, counting them dollars. I've, I, I, first of <laughs> all, right. I, I've Damn been right. to a Beyonce concert and I've seen him there. That doesn't surprise me. At AT and T Stadium. And it's it's a, it's a great. She puts on a great show. I remember sure. one couple of years ago when she was last year at AT and T Stadium, and I didn't go. To, I, I I was late for one day at training camp because I went to see Beyonce the night before. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm down with that. Uh, no, I saw her at uh, American Airlines Center, I think, before they went to the AT&T route, and that was even better. Okay. No, no, AT&T was better. I have not been to AT&T. I have not been to AT&T. Have not been there. Your perspective time. is you saw it. That it was better, but my until you seen it, my perspective was she came down that thing and went right past me. <laughs> right, because you know I was at AT and T, so it was better. Listen, I listen because that's a that's one of the few concerts I, I spent on, good I, money on seats. I, I ain't spend, so I ain't spend the money, but I was on the floor. Well, that, that's typical of, of you. Of course you were. <laughs> Cowboys are a twelve point favorite over the Cardinals. Nick, this team has yet to really have, as Clarence was saying, everybody healthy to go. Yeah. This thing could get out of hand. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's kind of the overwhelming conclusion, right? Um, but at the same time, I think there's still going to be a couple of challenges uh, against the Cardinals. So one, this is the most speed they've seen so far uh, in the receiving court uh, through three weeks. you got guys like Marquise Brown, Greg Dortch, uh, Rondale Moore. All three of those guys can can fly. Um, so it's it's going to be a, an interesting test for them in that department, especially with uh, teams like Philly and Miami on the schedule, You know, teams that are uh, got world-renowned speed. So uh, being able to just be able to j- uh, balance that, I want to see Stephon Gilmore against that speed specifically uh just because it looked like garrett wilson had kind of gotten loose from him a couple times on sunday couple? wilson's got a yeah for sure one a couple go back go back and check it out a couple Watch times stefan gilmore um you know it kind of got lost on wilson but um overall still a great day for gilmore but um definitely the slant and then uh there were there were a few times it was just zach missed him uh, make the tackle i'm sorry make the tackle what do you mean you're talking about the buckeye 
Malik Hooker. Make the tackle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make, make, I, I make the tackle is not, we, we're not that. even talking about that. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not even really pointing at it. That is definitely one, but I, that wasn't the most egregious mistake he made on, on Sunday. Um, but overall speed, and then going up against the first-round right tackle, I, we'll, we'll see, right? I think this pass rush is going to get after Josh Jobs quite a bit, though. Yeah, it'd be a little bit different when they last saw Josh Dobbs playing at Tennessee last year on that Thursday night. So, uh, and, and the Cowboys, uh, he gave him fits. And the Cowboys yep. ended up winning that football game. And obviously the Cardinals gave the Giants fits and then they melted down in the second. Well, we, we asked Mike about that because they gave him one okay. play. Well, they gave him one play against the Jets. But the thing that we've seen the past couple of weeks is they've given away leaky yardage to the quarterbacks. Because Michael said they're yes. running for their life. <laughs> they running. I like them. They're running for their life. They run, which is true. He said that's the only way because the, the non-mobile quarterbacks, they dead. They dead on arrival <laughs> because they can't move. The mobile quarterbacks is giving them fits because they're running for their life. And so that's something that they got to fix. They got to put the screws down. Certainly they were frustrated at the end of the first half when Zach Wilson had a couple of scrambles that led to a field goal drive, but they shut that down in the second half. And and, and Josh Dobbs is going to run. He's going he's gonna to make some plays with his feet. That's what he does. But, you know, that that's part of the game plan because he don't want to sit in the pocket. He's going to be running for his life. But, yes, that's something they have to to shut down. And getting back to, 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 to Gilmore, and I, I – I've had conversations with Calvin Watkins about this. He had a bad game, looked old. They gave up one play. And he's part of a defense that's only given up 10 points in two games. Calvin and, went to the old PFF thing. Yeah, I know. He went to the <laughs> PFF thing. And, and, and as I told him, you told me in training camp they're running by him. Well, yeah, you you can get deep on him. You know, but he plays good leverage. I mean, yeah, so yeah. a guy like Garrett, Garrett Williams, is, Wilson is special. It's not, it wasn't just a jag when, you know, making plays. Him. Garrett Wilson going to get by a whole lot of people. Yep. You he know, got by and, Trayvon. They just didn't get the ball. Too. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> he got by Trayvon on a deep ball and Hooker intercepted. You know, but but that's team defense. And so if Hooker makes the tackle, we're not even talking about that 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 slant that he got. But but that's part of it. But again, this he Gilmore is so good and, and understanding the defense, and he's going to play leverage. And certainly, he's not going to be in a try to get in a foot race with these young guys all the time. But yeah, they're going to be times they're going to they're going to give up something. You know, it's crazy. We we get to the point where we act like they give up something. They they, they played bad. They're going to give up something. You don't just shut everybody down. Same college people, football guys. and keep people from scoring and whatever else. They're going to give up something. Diggs is going to give up something. But overall, you know, they're part of, of what has been the most impressive defense in the NFL through the first two weeks of the season. All right, um, Matt Eberflus, former Cowboys coach, is now the head coach of the Bears. His defensive coordinator, Allen Williams, is resigning, and he said, quote, I am taking a step back to take care of my health and my family. Mm-hmm. I heard it's worse than that, what, what, what they're saying on the streets, <laughs> on Twitter, the Twitter streets. Um, I'm not going to read all that. I'm not going to read all that. But anyway, that's that's just what he says. And earlier today, Eberflus' um, quarterback, Justin Fields, from The Ohio State University, they asked him, why is he playing robotic? He said, it's the coaching. He said, the coach is giving him too much. Too much, making him think too much. That's what he said when he sat down at the podium to the media. <laughs> then a little later on, he went to the locker room. Well, Guess who had an impromptu press conference? Guys, I should have said it to me. It's not the coaches. I don't throw anybody else out there like that. That's not what I meant. Uh, can you please put the whole quote, not chop it up, but put the whole quotes out there, please. Um, JJT, this is this is not good. He had two picks and a pick six against Tampa Bay. They're 0-2 right now. His offense looks bad and people pointing the fingers at Justin Fields. Okay, now check this out. I was up in Philly celebrating my dad's uh, birthday this weekend. 
at my sister's house. My sister, very high profile activist in it, you know. She's also a what? Huge Chicago Bears fan. So we watched the Bears game. Okay. All this stuff he talked about, we talked about during the game. Look at this text she just sent me, man. It's all about it's all about uh, J- uh, Justin Fields and how he's acting robotic and he can't play. And I told her, this is what happened when you got a defensive head coach who's a first-time head coach. You got a coordinator who ain't really been experienced. And basically, they got li- if they want him to be any kind of successful right now, what you got to do? Hey, go play, man. F- forget drop back, make seven reads, and do all. Just go back and play, and we'll figure it out on the fly because we're all going to get fired if you don't. And that's really the bottom line. So it doesn't matter if, if you feed him too much information, whatever he ain't playing with. I'm a college professor at SMU. If everybody flunk your test, it's not on the kids. It's on you. Well, here's what we know. Yeah, what do we know? You don't go say it. <laughs> you can feel that way all day long. No, you check this don't out. need to get in front of the microphones as a quarterback. No. This is the kind of stuff that got Zach Wilson put on the bench. True that. The true Jets. That. So. But you wonder if he'd been saying it privately and it ain't worked. So he just said, well, bump it. Well, then, why'd you come, then why'd he have to? Because afterwards they said, what the heck you doing, man? Okay, fine. I'll go take it back. Okay. All right. Here's what it is. But this also takes me into the whole appreciate. I, I see stuff like that. This gives me the DAC appreciation. We don't have that. We don't have that at the quarterback. Shoot, at this point, it gives me a team appreciation. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Top yeah, to bottom. It, it does. Yeah. It, it does. But I do. I, I have an, I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm very big on, on people who bring leadership yeah. to their positions. And when you have it, it matters. I think we're starting to see that as you look at the Cowboys and some of the guys they brought in, like a, a Gilmore and a Brandon Cooks. Leadership matters. And, and when you see what happens right there with Justin Fields, a young guy, uh, clearly not feeling like the coaches are getting his back and nobody around him to say, hey, man, don't, let's not take that out there. You may want to keep that in-house and, fi- and fight this in-house, not trying to take it to the media and fight your battles here. But this is one thing we've never heard any issues with Dak Prescott out there like that. But we'll see if the debate shows pick that up there, Clint. Well, I mean, first of all, Dak is under scrutiny. And, and you know, this was, you know, and we, we haven't talked this week, but one thing that I liked about Dak at Sunday, you know, because Dak has said all the right things. He's done it. He's been under scrutiny, sensationalism, I, to, you know, to me, LeBron level, because it's LeBron or Dak on the debate shows in the morning, on the Cowboys, and, you know, from the interceptions. And, you know, Todd Archer, ESPN Todd Archer's a good guy. He just asked Dak, hey, you open the season, first two games, no interceptions. You never had a game like that last year. It's the first time, you know, since, you know, 2022 or 2021, you've gone two games by interception. And and that got a little chippy. He got a little saucy, you know. Well, what it, about it, the year before that? Yeah, what about the year before, the year that? before that? Year before that? Yeah. The year before that? And I broke it down. I looked back at the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that. Multiple occasions, multiple games, he's gone without interceptions, and and that's the thing that I've you know I've railed on toward. You just taking up for Dak. No, I'm against the narrative. Dak does not have a history of turning the ball over. He has that history of being loose with the ball. Go back to all these years with Dak. Going back his rookie year, multiple games with no interceptions, you know, and so he's right. Let's not act like last year is who he is, because historically it's not been. Yes, he knows these improved interceptions. He talked about it. Mike McCarthy talked about it. He talked about it in OTAs. He talked about it in minicamp. Talked about it in training camp. Was very honest and open. I'm going to fix my interception problem. So. I'm not mad at him for being a little chip. It's time. It's, it's okay. Bow, bow up a little bit. I'm tired of this. Well, he said, what do you basically say? I, I, 
don't appreciate the question. No, he said I don't. I don't care to talk about it. I don't care about to anymore. talk about it. Candidly, candidly, yeah, right. Twelve letter cuss word. I don't care to talk about it anymore. <laughs> keep my keep the out my, get your mouth. Oh, you know, so yeah, listen, it was a fair question, but he's he's also entitled to have you know like listen, I'm done with it. Moving on, yeah. I, 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 look, it, but the reality is, while he may ask this of us, and from the local media standpoint, nationally. People got to keep asking him. No, it's just question. Just, I mean, it's, it's still it's still an issue. Now you know it, it's funny because now they said, well, they've taken the ball out of his hand. They dumbed down the offense. So they're doing this thing to protect that. There I mean, will it, always it, be an excuse. It, 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 it is crazy to talk. The man has been hit thirty-one to thirty-eight. Okay, against this Jets defense that the week before turned Josh Allen over th- four times, three interceptions, four times. He's thirty-one to thirty-eight. 255 yards, two touchdowns, and now it's because what they took the ball out of it. I mean, it's 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 silly. It's ridiculous. It's a part of playing. Seven incompletions. We you know, Calvin Watkins gave him a B. I mean, how you give him a B? <laughs> what are you supposed to do? You got to go 35 or 38 I, to get an A. I, I, I did. I how did. You, not how get is that, that a B performance? I did not get that Sunday night. Only seven balls hit the ground. Sorry, my sister. You know, uh, let's, to, let's, let's take a break so Clarence can answer the phone right here on the Media Match on DallasCowboys.com radio. Pick it up! Pick it up! Oh, my God. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. VIP. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. We got big personalities. We got big hair, big belt buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together. We cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back Back, back, to Media Mash.
Media Bash right here from the star in Frisco, home of the Dallas Cowboys. We've got Nick Harris from DallasCowboys.com, Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, and author Jean-Jacques Taylor joining me here. Tyler Smith coming back to uh, play left guard here is going to be huge. And one thing that Mike McCarthy spoke about, especially on Mondays, hey, the offensive line that we thought we were going to have, we haven't had them. But for a one training camp practice here. So, Nick, when you think about this group being the five guys that they want out here, what are you looking for? Pounding it on the ground, opening up holes, pass block. What are you looking for this from this offensive line? What do you want to see in Arizona? My answer is yes. Okay. I, I, I want to see it all. Uh, it, we, we talked about all offseason. Mike McCarthy said that the pass protection sets specifically are going to be a lot different under this offense. I don't feel like we've been able to unravel what that book completely looks like so far. Uh, so seeing all five of them out there for the first time in their career, all of those guys uh, having a game together um, I, I want to see those things unravel uh, you know we've seen it a couple of times like there was one play against the Giants where Tyler Biotish started in the interior started at center and then peeled off immediately and picked up a, a guy off the edge that Jake Ferguson had chipped and you know that was uh, that was very much a Mike McCarthy-esque uh, pass protection set so I want to see those things unravel a little bit more when Tyler Smith is out there you know how do they get him involved because obviously he's got a, a potential that's sky high at the moment so where are they going to try to tap that into uh, and then run blocking you know Tony Pollard averaged 2.9 yards per carry on Sunday I'd like to see that improve and I, I think uh, offensive line is definitely a big part of that did JT no I mean I just like uh, you know he's such a physical presence I just want to see him do his thing and get the running game going I mean, right now, you're running right behind Martin and Steele, which makes sense. It'd be nice if you could say, but we don't have to. Correct. We could run behind Tyler Smith because yeah. he moves people, and not a lot of cats move people. You know, it's funny because um, I was talking to Tyler Smith in training camp. He was at one of the games, and he's out there with the veterans. You know, everybody's uh, one of the preseason games. He's sitting out with the veterans, and and last year he was on the screen. He was a rookie. He played so well as a rookie that we didn't even – there's no question that Tyler Smith is one of the best offensive line. No question about Correct. him and what he can do and what he adds to this team. And so getting him back, there's no question that Tyler Smith is going to improve this team. The thing that I like about this offensive line through the first two games, and we ain't been talking about Tyron Smith. No, 77 is a good. Exactly. I mean, you know, we have not been talking about Tyron Smith. I mean, it, it's Pro funny, but – he has been he has been playing that well, no doubt. The, you know, training camp, as we're finding out about this offense defense, that the the Cowboys offense had trouble with the Cowboys defense. They might not have any trouble with other defenses, but they have trouble with the Cowboys defense. And the Jets defense is very good. I mean, one of the best defenses in the league. They went up and down the field. The Cowboys defense helped prepare them for that. And the same is true with Tyler Tyron Smith. We were bucking our eyes at Tyron Smith because he didn't play much the year before. And comes out in camp, and Micah Parsons is killing him. And I'm like, that could be a that could be an issue if he can't handle Micah Parsons. He's getting killed every day. What's he gonna do when the season starts against these other young guys who are speed rushers and all this stuff? Well, two games in, he only has problems with Micah Parsons. He ain't got a problem with nobody else. Yeah, he, 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 with no problem. No, nobody else has, has been a problem, and he looks putting his hands, doing the same old Tyron Smith stuff we saw. So that's the most exciting thing. If I'm a Cowboy fan about this offensive line, we, again, we know what the other guys can do. They're proving they're only question by Tyron because his health and played long, you know, and, you know, hasn't played a while. And, you know, would he be the same guy? He looks like the same guy. Let's flip this around here. Let's go to the defensive line. 
You praised Tyler Smith, last year's first-round pick out of Tulsa. This year's first-round pick, Mozzie Smith, Michigan. Clarence, two two games in? What are you thinking about? What I think about it is the beautiful thing about it is it ain't been a problem. You know, it's one thing when you we draft for need, like they did last year, with, with, and you have to put him on the field, and he has to perform for you to be successful. The beautiful thing about this defense and where the Cowboys are is that they can allow Mozzie to grow. And I think Mozzie was a good pick, and Jerry talked about the other on the radio about the decision to pick Mozzie and, and be a part of that run-stopping unit. And you you can allow him to grow and be because he's going to get better and better once he gets more comfortable doing what the things he's doing. And as a nose tackle, they don't jump off the page. It's not going to jump off the page, but whether it's Mozzie, and he's played a lot, ain't nobody running on the Cowboys. Ain't nobody running on the Cowboys. So it's, it's, he's not going to sack the quarterback. He's not going to show up a lot of the stat sheet. But for people to think that he hasn't played well or he hasn't been part of this success, that's not true either. Nick? Eight carries for 16 yards uh, between Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook on Sunday. I'm not worried about the run game. And as long as I'm not worried about the run game, I'm then I'm going to let Mozzie Smith go ahead and develop this year, and we'll we'll tune back in this time next year. Brees Hall, three carries in the first half, one in the second half. Mozzie Smith, your thoughts, rookie? I mean, I think it's the same thing, man. You just, you know, you're asking him to do something that he didn't do at Michigan. And if you spent four years doing one thing and then you show up in the NFL against the best players and they ask you to do something else, it just takes time, man. No different than if you had a man corner and you say, hey, you draft by team playing zone. It's going to take you time to adjust because you're doing something that you haven't done your entire college career. And right. I will say one thing. He came in with this world-class strength, world-class athleticism, and it's very clear how far that had gotten him in, in his life and in his football career. Now you get into the NFL, you're going up against guys, these centers who have pretty, pretty damn good strength themselves. Um, some of them maybe not as strong as him, but he's having to pair that technique with it now and having to learn that technique and really hone in on it. I mean, he said it before. I don't like football. I like hitting people. He's going to have to learn how to but, play but, football. But again, the, the point remains, you draft a guy for need, you really because you need him on the field. You need him to have a median impact. The beautiful thing about it here is you, you, you have the patience to allow him to grow and, and be that player because Hankins is playing so well, because Osu Odigisu is playing so well, because Chauncey Goldstone is roll, rotating in the defensive tackle, because they're stopping the run and they have a chance to get after the quarterback and they can rotate this whole defensive line together. So I'm going to go around, go around the table. I'll start with you, John. Brandon Aubrey, do you trust him? Two games in. Cowboy kicker. Yeah, and here's why. His stuff been right down the middle. His stuff ain't been left to right outside of that first thing. Everything been right down the middle. So what's not to like? Nick Harris. Until he gives me a reason not to, I'll trust where he's at right now. Listen, listen the guy's been Mr. perfect. Doom and gloom? I'm not doom and gloom because, you know, I've asked these <laughs> questions about the unknown kicker, unproven kicker. They were legitimate questions coming into camp. But all the Cowboys talked about was his talent. Remember we talked about, uh, what's the uh, scout? Um, Henry. Henry. We talked to Henry the other day. He said the guy has something special. He said, I don't know, but the goalpost is the same in every stadium. I don't know. <laughs> But the guy got something special. And Mike McCarthy, I'll tell you, and, and, and even Bones, they talk about his special leg talent, and he's shown that. You know, he, I'm, I'm being serious when I say as a professional soccer player, you know he got special talent. You know what I'm saying? Just from a kicking standpoint. Now it's just a matter can you deal with all the auxiliary stuff. Yeah, cause, but if every because, soccer player for no, the soccer that's what, that's what I'm saying. But so you got talent. It's always with kickers whether you can deal with the ancillary stuff, man. Tony Fresh. See? Yeah. Efren Herrero. I mean, they all, I mean, they all played. They all were kick. They all were soccer players. Did Efren play pro? 
I don't know if you played pro, but I grew up playing soccer. It's a different you know, between guys who grew up playing soccer and professionals, man. You can't, That's all I'm saying. You, you can't talk to him, man. That's you, I mean, you can, but I'm, no, what I'm saying is, I, I hear no, what you. What we're saying, but what, is, I, I guess what I'm asking, what I'm saying is this, and I'm not disputing you. And so don't don't take it that I'm disputing you. Like don't take it that I'm disputing you. This is Sunday night. But don't take it I'm disputing you. <laughs> there, there's Dang, more than there's more than one answer. But my point is. There are a lot of former soccer players or failed pro soccer players out there. All of them can't go and be kickers. Yeah. You know, I think he's special in that regard. But every if every failed soccer player could go and be kickers, they would do it. We would have 32 kickers in the NFL. <laughs> you know, it's contrarian to be a contrarian. That was not a contrarian. <laughs> I did not say anything contrary. I added a name, and you were saying <laughs> I'm being contrary. This, this is a, this is now How a trend, How was that right? contrary? This is, this is a trend. It's a trend now. It's a trend. I'm just saying. Nick. It's a trend. What did I, I, did, I Can I, I say something? Nick, he got to just Nick, jump what did I say contrary? I did miss where no, it was contrary. There was nothing that was contrary. <laughs> Doom and gloom. There was nothing negative or gloomy. Come in sensitive. Do you trust you Brandon Aubrey? I think I missed that part. Yes, of yeah, course. You, you there's know, no, there's no reason not to touch it. Okay. No, okay trust him. You know, and, and again, going back to last week, I think – Last week was a perfect storm, and it was a perfect situation to to learn by trial by fire. You know, he got hazed a little bit. You got the wind, uh, you got the rain, <laughs> you got storm. the storm. <laughs> you missed your first kick, and then he passed it flying colors. He didn't blink. He kicked all his kickoffs. He made everything. He made everything since. That's what I'm saying. And they're right down the middle. They're yeah. not left or right. Sneaking in the goat, they're literally right down the middle. Um, you, you two are both going to Arizona. Are you going to watch the uh, Kayla Williams show at uh, Arizona State? Dang right. Be right there in Section 15. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Fox's Cigar Bar and have me a cigar and watch some college football on the television. Well, I'm going to Colorado. I mean, I'm going to Eugene and watch Colorado do their thing up close. Hey, can you get some what time is that game? Bring me some sunglasses. I don't even know yet. I think it's a 2.30 I know, I know, I know you got some. Give me some sunglasses. <laughs> My daughter wants sunglasses. Did I tell you that? That's how big the prime thing is. My daughter, I've been covering the Cowboys for however long, all her life. She, I hate Jerry Jones. He makes you work on Thanksgiving, makes you work on Christmas. Don't keep up with nothing, okay? She calls me yesterday, FaceTime me, Dad, Dad. I said, I know she wants something in my pocket. Dad, she called me Dad. Hey, girl, Dad, can you give me some prime sunglasses? I think it'll help me study. It'll make me a better college student. I want to be, like, what do you know about the prime time sunglasses? Well, yeah, she wants some sunglasses. Jack, can, can we get some hookups? Nah, bro. Are y'all in good terms right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they undefeated. We should be going good terms. <laughs> can I get some hookups? All right. Well, we'll see because uh, apparently the Oregon coach, he's on record too. He's, he said something too. So What did he say now? He did. It was from what he talked about. What they've ever won. Right when when they were leaving the big tw- when they were leaving uh, the Pac-12 to come to Big Twelve, he's like, you know, are we gonna basically said, are we really gonna miss them? What are they ever won here in this conference? So, you know, they keep receipts, baby. They keep receipts. Right. So they keep, keep receipts. Red balls, believe that. So <laughs> we, we, we will see. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram. Thank you, Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. Make sure you check out his work. He is the author of the book Coach Prime, Jean Jacques Taylor. Deion Sanders and the Making of Men is going to come out in October, but you can pre-order it right now. I'm Newey Scruggs, the Media Mash. We will talk to you tomorrow right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!